You're listening to the Arctic Circle podcast. In this episode, we listen to His Excellency Lars Løkke Rasmussen, Danish Minister for Foreign Affairs, speak on the importance of cooperation in the Arctic for a sustainable future. This event originally took place at the 2023 Arctic Circle Assembly. The speech is followed by a Q&A with the audience, moderated by Oliver Ragnar Grimsson, Chairman of Arctic Circle and former President of Iceland. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Well, uh, first and foremost, I would like to take this opportunity to congratulate President uh, Grimsson and the people of Iceland with this uh, 10 years anniversary. Uh, the idea behind introducing the Arctic Circle was an innovative one, and I think it is now a proven uh, concept. So uh, I really want to congratulate you. It is more important than ever, and I'm proud to participate. This is my first visit to the Arctic Circle Assembly, but I'm very proud to be here today. It is inspiring to be among so many people who all contribute to the positive development of the Arctic region. And that is why this conference is so important and has been for 10 years and will continue to be in the future. We might have different approaches, different views, but we all come in friendship to exchange ideas and to cooperate. The last couple of years have shown us how important true friends are. To be able to rely on each other, to exchange and to inspire each other. And I do feel that I'm surrounded by friends here. Friends who share the values of freedom, democracy, and the rule of law. Together, we have come a long way. Much has been achieved in the Arctic. Societies are stronger, more resourceful, and thanks to new technologies, more connected than ever. But more definitely has to be done. We're still facing challenges that are unique to the region due to its geography, uh, geography and to its climate. And then, of course, there are all the challenges that we are facing at a global level. This summer has been a summer of temperature records. Just like last summer and the summer before it. We are caught in a downward moving spiral. The time for action is now. In about a month, the United Nations Climate Change Conference COP28 will take place in Dubai. Hopes, aspirations, strategies will come together. And it is beyond doubt that the Arctic is one of the regions in the world most affected by climate change. So what will the Arctic bring to the conference? The green transition is well underway in parts of the Arctic, and more than ever, economic and social development goes hand in hand with respect for nature and the environment. I believe that education, promoting innovation, youth engagement and investments are key to ensure sustainable development. If we do this right, the green transition will bring economic growth and opportunities for the people living in the Arctic. And more importantly, if we 
do not act. The price will be enormous. Infrastructure will erode, tsunamis will flood towns and villages, and we will see many more wildfires. As always, the people of Arctic are center stage to the development in Arctic. For 27 years, since 1996, no forum has been more inclusive, more driven to ensure that Arctic issues are handled by the people of the Arctic than the Arctic Council. From sustainable development over marine environment to protection of the Arctic flora or fauna, the Arctic Council has proven the value of Arctic cooperation. With the Iluriset Declaration from 2008, the five Arctic coastal states expressed their commitment to the extensive international legal framework applying to the Arctic. Last year, a very tangible outcome of this commitment was the peaceful settlement of the long-standing, but I would add also friendly, dispute between Canada and the Kingdom of Denmark regarding Dadubaluk Island. The Arctic Council remains a cornerstone of Arctic cooperation. However, 24th February last year was a turning point in history. Russian aggression against its neighbor, Ukraine, has had devastating consequences. Most importantly, by far, in Ukraine, but also on international cooperation. The world as we knew it is changed. The Arctic is no exemption, and the cooperation in the Arctic Council has suffered severely. I want to express my appreciation to the Norwegian chairmanship for its steadfast resolve to set a stable and constructive course. The Kingdom of Denmark is a strong supporter of low tension in the Arctic, but we can no longer assume that we only have friends in the region. We cannot afford to be naive. We will continue to advocate for cooperation, but we will also ensure that our situ, uh, situ, situ, institutional uh, awareness is heightened. Our ability to monitor, to understand, and effectively respond to a changing situation in the Arctic is essential. Not to raise tensions, but the opposite, to lower them. The Arctic is a region full of potential. None is stronger than its people, resilient and innovate. I have, and we have, in the Kingdom of Denmark, Denmark, Greenland, Faroe Island, absolute faith that together we will overcome the challenges facing us. Thank you very much, and I wish all of you a good and constructive Arctic Circle Assembly. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Minister, uh, and also thank you for the complimentary words you had in the beginning about the Arctic Circle. I hope you get inspired by this democratic uh, dynamic, somewhat unruly assembly that you have here. I'm sure it will. But one of the things uh, we established, let's take a seat, please, yes. was that, uh, please, uh, we invite uh, the world to put uh, questions. And uh, I have no idea who is going to ask your question or, or what they're going to ask about. We have people here with microphones in different parts of the world. Please take a seat. Thank you. But we, 
while they are thinking whether to use this unique opportunity to ask you, I must say that at these challenging times, to have uh, somebody like you with your extraordinary experience uh, as the head of the Danish government and in the international arena for a long time. I think I once saw you in the corridors in Abu Dhabi at the uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, World Future Energy Summit uh, some years ago. Yes, I remember that. Uh, so let me ask you, with, with all that experience, when you look at the Arctic, which clearly has now moved center stage in the global concerns, whether it's geoeconomics or geopolitics or science or climate, whatever, what would be your primary guideline in the next few years as foreign minister of the Kingdom of Denmark when you see here how global this uh, region, which we used to think about as ours in an isolated way, has actually become? Well, uh, that's not an easy uh, question. Uh, and compared to you, I'm a youngster and a non-experienced guy. <laughs> so, so perhaps you should answer that question yourself. No. <laughs> well, I, I, I would say the most important thing is, of course, to, uh, to really work hard, uh, hard to secure this area as a low-tension area. Mm. Which is, of course, not easy, given what I said, what the Prime Minister of Iceland just said about uh, Russian's aggression in, in, uh, in, in Ukraine. But nevertheless, it is important. And, uh, and the tool to achieve that is the Arctic Council. Uh, and therefore, it is so important that we keep that organization going, even though it's not business as usual. Uh, that, uh, you know, pushed for very high diplomatic standards, mm. but it's most needed. Because if we give up on that, we will open a room for different kind of alternatives, uh, which will not be in the very best interest of the people living up here. So I think that it is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, uh, you know, there's also always two sides on, on a coin. And, and even though we are now uh, living uh, with a very, very negative backdrop for a, a lot of geopolitical reasons, not only the war in Ukraine, but also most recently uh, Hamas terror attack in Israel and, and uh, a new uh, tension in, 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 in the Middle East. I experienced that very, very clearly yesterday when I attended the Nordic African Foreign Minister's uh, meeting in uh, Algiers. Uh, it is something, if we do not handle it right, could create, I mean, really problems between us, the Europeans, the Western world, and the global south, <clears throat> which we must avoid in order to solve other important issues as the climate challenges, the SDGs, etc. So there are many, many challenges around uh, and a very negative backdrop. But it also comes with opportunities, of course. Uh, what I find uh, promising, but of course it's up to uh, people in, uh, in Nuuk to take next steps, is for instance, Europeans, uh, EUs, the European Union's 
uh, awareness uh, about what's going on in the in the high north. Mm. Uh, there's a potential for a closer cooperation between Greenland, as an example, and the rest of Europe, responding to the Inflation Reduction Act, responding to China, uh, achieving for more self-independence, the whole thing about raw uh, earth, etc., etc. So it also comes with opportunities if the countries uh, in the Arctic are ready uh, to reach out for them. Great. Let me have a little bit more light in the hall, so I see if people put up their hands. We have some... Uh, yes, here in the middle, please. Uh, I have to... Yes. Can you bring the microphone? If you can introduce yourself of and course. then ask the question. Yeah. I will. My name is uh, Mark Jacobsen. I'm uh, assistant professor at the Royal Danish Defence College. Uh, I'm very interested in, in the Arctic Council and especially what the, the Kingdom of Denmark will do to prioritize it when we take over the, the chairmanship or the chairship in uh, 2025. Um, because at the same time, we will also be chair of the Nordic, Nordic Minister of Council uh, or in the EU and hopefully also have a, have a chair or a seat in, um, in the UN Security Council. So what will Denmark do to prioritize the Arctic Council? And uh, what are you doing already now to, uh, to um, find out together with your Faris and Greenlandic colleagues about what to prioritize? <coughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, it will definitely be a busy year. Uh, so we have to prioritize. And in order to do so, uh, we will discuss with our Nordic friends that we will not uh, take up uh, the presidency of the Nordic Council in 25. Um, and whether we'll be member of the UN Security Council, we do not know that for sure yet. Um, right now, it's a clean sheet, uh, Denmark and, 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 and Greece, but it is an election. I'm a politician. You should never take anything for granted. But I hope uh, we will be uh, a non-permanent permanent member, which is actually not too bad. I mean, uh, because uh, it will uh, give us a pretty strong uh, position in that particular year, 2025. Uh, the second half of it, chairing the European Union, uh, be a non-permanent member of the UN Security Council, and at the same time uh, upholding the chairship of uh, the Arctic uh, Circle. Um, it is not a responsibility we, 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 could, we can deal with alone from the Minister of Foreign Affairs in Denmark. It will be in close cooperation, of course, with the Greenland and Faroe Island. It will be in even more close cooperation than in history. Uh, we know, are very, very aware that our access to be an Arctic state uh, is the fact that uh, Greenland and some will argue, to some extent, Faroe Island, um, but mainly Greenland, uh, is a part of the Kingdom of Denmark. So it will be a shared responsibility, and we have constructive discussions right now how we should uh, create the architecture behind that. Uh, but we will give it high priority. Uh, I'm, I'm pleased to say that uh, uh, my, uh, not my government, that was, you know, in earlier days, um, the government I'm a member of uh, 
just presented a budget proposal for our parliament, uh, which is discussed right now, where we uh, increased uh, the MFA budget by 12% over the next coming four years, which is also a clear signal of us stepping up. So we know that it will be a tough year, but we will give it high prioritize. Uh, and, 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 and we are already uh, in close cooperation with the Norwegian, whom I want to commend for the way they have dealt with the very difficult diplomatic situation, taking up the responsibility after uh, Russia, how we can continue their work. So we will give it high priority. Yes, we will have. Uh, there are questions over there. If you can bring the microphone quickly, yes. And let me emphasize part of this democratic exercise is not just the minister willing to answer questions, but also for the rest of you to be equally putting questions. Yes, please. Uh, thank you very much. I'm Jim Gamble. I'm Arctic Program Director for Pacific Environment, based in Anchorage, Alaska. One of the ways that cooperation can continue, even during a time of uh, political uncertainty, is, of course, through the indigenous peoples of the Arctic. And so my question is, what can the Danish government do to increase that cooperation and, and strengthen the role of Arctic indigenous peoples? Before you answer, let me take one question from this part. Yes. Also, yeah. uh, thank you. Uh, my name is Rocky Weitz. I'm a professor at the Fletcher School of Law and Diplomacy at Tufts. I direct a Maritime Studies and Arctic Studies. Uh, my question is about the energy transition. I think we have a real opportunity with COP28 to get fossil fuel producers to see the opportunity of becoming renewable energy producers. And I think Denmark... Iceland and Norway could maybe help us. What do you think? Uh, short response to the first question. I mean, first and foremost, I think we can uh, we can support um, any kind of uh, framework bringing the indigenous people together. I just spent uh, this morning with uh, Sarah, uh, who is chairing uh, this uh, framework. Uh, and I find it very promising that uh, even though we have this um, very special situation with one of the Arctic uh, member states uh, not being an integrated part of of the cooperation right now, we still have indigenous people living in Russia and they actually manage to have uphold some kind of contact. So I think... Uh, I'm not the right one to to conduct that work. I think it's about being supportive, and that's also about you know supporting budget wise. Uh, and a short response to the other question: uh, Well, I, I I think we can be instrumental uh, as as the Nordics because we uh, have a kind of proven concept that we have managed to delink uh, CO2 emission from. Uh, from economic growth, and, 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 and that is a good example to, to bring to the rest of the world. Uh, I haven't seen him yet, but I saw in the participation list that uh, Sultan al Jabba uh, was going to chair the COP28, is, yeah. uh, is attending this meeting as well, yeah. uh, which is, I mean, a strong uh, signal of, of, of this part of the world playing a, a, a major role in the preparation of the upcoming 28.